Devana. And welcome to our podcast. You can say that again. Episode 12. <laughs> They're flying by. I know. I can't Back it's episode again. 12. And yeah. for a really exciting episode. Yeah. So this episode is for International Women's Day, which is this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we're really looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. We told you the quote last mm-hmm. week, which is... A girl should be two things. Who and what she wants. And that was said by Coco Chanel. Mm-hmm. So definitely a very influential woman in the fashion industry. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So influential. And mm-hmm. both of us, we do love Chanel as we a do, brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think looking into this as well, we learned a lot about Coco Chanel herself and definitely. how her journey yeah. started. So mm-hmm. we're going to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. And just in general, a little timeline of women and I suppose... From where we started to where we are now and where we have to go as well. Exactly. So kind of rights that we would have gained in between and how things have changed for women. And like mm-hmm. you said, what is left to go. But then, you know, when you look back, we have, you know, gained a lot more rights than what we have had in the past. Absolutely. We've come a long um, way. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, this should be a really good episode. I'm excited to celebrate women today. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> celebrate women every day, but yeah. especially today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so a little bit about Coco Chanel. She was born in 1883, so it's actually such a long time ago now when you think about it, which is wild, yeah. Um, and I suppose she was so influential because she changed the mindset of being in kind of that restricted corset type image mm-hmm. of fashion for women to more kind of comfortable clothes she was one of the first women yeah. uh, who brought out like a suit for a woman to wear a suit mm-hmm. which a I think quilted bag as well yeah and I yeah. think you know for the suit that's what you picture let's say a businessman or businesswoman in is wearing a suit yeah. so I think that was really powerful to, to get women to move to more like you know pantsuits you know mm-hmm. skirt suits and to get into that kind of businesswoman powerful woman mindset true and fashion with that Havana women weren't allowed wear pants because it was considered like yeah. a male item of clothing yeah absolutely. so I think she like was mm. so influential broke loads of barriers yeah. uh, for her time absolutely. and yeah brought around a little black dress yes yeah. everyone loves a little black dress Classic. any night that you don't know what yeah. you're gonna wear just throw on a little black dress <laughs> yeah that was yeah. such a statement and it mm-hmm. still is yeah um which is just amazing i think mm-hmm. she's just done so good yeah. to expand i suppose her whole fashion line from like the perfume and chanel yeah. number five mm-hmm. still being one of the best yeah. selling perfumes to date yeah. um it's just crazy mm-hmm. how much she achieved it's wild and I think considering like she was born into a po- into poverty, yeah. her mother died, her mm-hmm. father brought her into an orphanage, so she was an orphan. Yeah. So I think like coming she from so much. Yeah. Coming and from so little, she achieved so yes. much. Yeah. yeah. Which is incredible. And we were looking up and she was the only fashion designer mentioned on Time Magazine's 100 uh, Influential People of the 20th Century. Mm. And as a woman, I think that's incredible. So yeah. the only fashion designer and she's female. So incredible, yeah, mm. absolutely. That a female fashion designer was recognized for all her achievements of being so influential, absolutely. Yeah. And it just goes to show like you can start from nothing yeah. and you know, zero to 100, like she, absolutely. she did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, I think, like, if there's a lot of those kind of stories yeah. in the world, even sure. Oprah, yeah, you know, exactly. Oprah yeah. again comes from poverty mm-hmm. and she was, I suppose, passed around between her grandmother, her mm-hmm. mother, yeah. and her father. Mm-hmm. She was like 
abused yeah. um, sexually, physically, and yeah. then now she's like one of the most influential women Absolutely. at the moment. Yeah, she's so and inspirational to women so around the world. Absolutely. Mm. Which is just incredible. It really does show that you can shift your life, change your life, and become, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly. great. Yeah. And it's like women pushing out of those, um, I suppose, stereotypical barriers. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 100%. But yeah, no, so I think it's great. And I love the quote as well in mm-hmm. that, you know, you should be who or what you want. You know, you shouldn't limit yourself. You shouldn't restrict yourself. Be whoever you want. Do whatever you want to do. Um, Because I think that's so true, you know. Exactly. The sky's the limit. Absolutely. And sometimes I suppose people would think, like, you know, maybe some careers are considered more male-dominated. You know, Mm -hmm. women are breaking into those fields and excelling just as much as Mm -hmm. the men. So I think in this day and age, you really, really can be anyone and who you want to be and do anything as well. Mm -hmm. And it's so important that women realise that, you know. I think men and women can be whoever they want to be, can do whatever they want to do. I think that's such an important message to pass around to anyone in the world. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing that she said that so many years ago. You know, before, because I think that's, there's kind of a bit of a movement for this type of thinking at the moment. You know, people are kind of more forward in thinking like this, which is great, Mm -hmm. but it's so inspirational to think that she was one of the pioneers of having this type of thinking when it wasn't as big a message around the world and it wasn't something that was, you know, uh, trending on social media. It wasn't something that people were talking about. You know, she was one of the innovators of this type of mindset, which is incredible. And like you say, these Mm -hmm. movements, and I suppose we'll see later on in this episode how, you know, history takes time to, I suppose, take action and become real and I suppose substantial and make Mm -hmm. a big movement worldwide but I think even men in this day and age Mm -hmm. you know see women differently than they would have in the past so Mm -hmm. it just kind of shows how far along we've come which is great yeah Mm -hmm. and I think that is so true you know something has to be a thought before it can become action yeah Um, and it takes some time takes planning and it takes people working together and coming together to make mm. these things come into into law. Like even, for example, we were looking up about when women in Ireland had the first right to vote. Mm. Um, and so the first woman that voted was in 1918, but it was actually in the 1800s, I think 1850s or 60s, that this was yeah. first talked about, that they wanted the right to vote. So it took, you know, over 50 years for us actually to be able to have that right crazy um, so you know it took some time mm. no absolutely <laughs> you know? and so many other um i suppose we focus quite a lot on yeah. irish history yeah. and i suppose feminism should yeah. you say in mm. ireland and myself and Ivana, we both discussed yeah. the word feminism it has yeah. like negative connotations mm-hmm. um and i suppose we need to kind of strip it back to what it actually it, is yeah yeah i yeah. think the negative connotations come from lack of understanding exactly I think sometimes People, when they hear the word feminism, especially, I feel males have a lot of negativity towards that word because they think, oh, feminism is about making women superior. Mm -hmm. But that's absolutely not the case. It's about equality, having women and men on equal stances and equal standings, which is what everyone should want for the world. You know, everyone should be equal. 100%. You know, know, women, Mm. male, race, all of that shouldn't matter. You know, we're all human beings in this body that we have. Mm -hmm. And we're all exactly the same when you strip colour, sex, everything. You know, we're just all exactly Mm -hmm. the same. So why should there be differences? Mm -hmm. Um, I suppose the definition as well of feminism Mm -hmm. is important as well. So um, according to Google, that is... (laughs) So, feminism is the advocacy of women's rights. On the basis of equality of sexes. 
Um, so basically what that means is that both sexes are equal. Absolutely. So it's not trying to have women more superior or above men or, you know, it's not that women want Neither to have... Neither sex is inferior exactly. to the other, you know. Exactly, yeah. And I think mm. that's so important. Like when women advocate for themselves and when we're trying to get like higher percentages in important roles and, you know, um, more TDs in the doll, which is another statistic we'll mm. talk to you about in a little while. It's not that we want it to be 100% women and zero men or 90% women and zero men. We just want 50-50 at least. Absolutely. Which it should be for everybody. And it's definitely not 50-50. <laughs> it's definitely not 50-50, which you will yeah. definitely, I think, realise once we yeah. tell you some of the statistics. Mm-hmm. And like that, we were even talking between ourselves and we were saying, look, you know, basically, what is it now? Like 7, 8 billion people in the world, whatever yeah. it is now. Mm-hmm. Roughly 50-50 is yeah. the variation of the sexes. So, mm-hmm. you know, why is one field more male-dominated, for yeah. example, government roles or yeah. higher ranking positions such as mm-hmm. CEOs and leaders in in the world yeah. um when really where is that women representation to ensure that that I suppose the other 50% of the mm-hmm. women in the world we have, have a voice you know yeah. we need a voice too mm-hmm. you know we'll think differently from men and you know we need to be able to mm-hmm. have these women in power to express our feelings and to have our voice you know and cater for the female you know population Population. yeah Mm. absolutely you can say that again (laughs) (laughs) i love it um so some stats from ireland so Mm -hmm. in the doll here uh there is 36 women out of 136 uh, tds Mm -hmm. which is a 22.5 percent yes and that was in the 2020 election Mm -hmm. so look that's just i think it's shocking yeah when i read that i couldn't believe it now at the moment i believe that it's agreed that they want to have a minimum of 40 Mm percent within the eu so hopefully we'll see that number increasing for uh, Mm -hmm. female tds in ireland Mm -hmm. uh, to better represent the female population because we are below um the national average for the parliament in the eu so the national average was 33 percent i think in the national parliament in eu so we are 10 percent below that again which is just wild you know i think that we should be able to do much better than that definitely and hopefully Mm -hmm. we will with the next election yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll be voting for Absolutely, female candidates. I actually will be. You yeah, know, yeah. I'll absolutely. be proper looking into it now. Percent, yeah. <laughs> I think like we don't. I don't realize this. I wouldn't mm. say I'm very politically orientated yeah. personally. I don't really, as well. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. take much interest in that. If I'm being totally honest, yeah. But I think after reading a lot of this and becoming more aware, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think that's the whole thing. Being mm-hmm. aware, it makes exactly. you more passionate about yeah. it, and it makes you want to make a difference, even mm-hmm. if I'm that small little fraction of the population yeah. that you know helps make that difference i think it's so important because as a collective that will yeah it all adds up exactly and i think with something like this we'd obviously know if someone asked you do you think there's less women in government than men you'd say Mm -hmm. of course there is but it's not until you actually see the figures and you can see Mm -hmm. how low the statistics actually are that it really hits you like you say not until you understand that you have it black and white plain writing on a piece of paper that's the figures yeah that's when you say wow this is a huge difference absolutely you know, that is just not equal at all you no. know um, and like that like you say it's not really portrayed i suppose as much say in the media mm-hmm. it's not really spoken no. about well i haven't really heard much about it personally yeah. maybe mm-hmm. it is and i'm not listening to the, in the right places you know or what? reading the right things but yeah i think it's a topic that will come up for a few days and then go away again it'll come Agreed. up for a few weeks around the election mm-hmm. when the candidates are picked and elected 
and people will talk about it for a week and then it'll go away again until after the next election when it's too late to make a difference yeah so I think it's something that we should you know definitely bring up closer to the election to remind people and have information on all through the year hopefully Mm -hmm. then having more words out there in the media about it out there you know speaking to people it'll get be on people's mindset when they are voting absolutely and Mm -hmm. I think it like encourages more like women to want to go into politics and feel like they will make a difference and Mm -hmm. I suppose feel that they can can get into that sphere because yeah. it is hard when it's male dominated mm-hmm. and even in business and like we say yes. higher ranking yeah. positions mm-hmm. you know sometimes you feel some men I suppose mm-hmm. I should say can make you feel like you can't be part of yeah. this I suppose mm-hmm. world as mm-hmm. such yeah. um and that's quite mm-hmm. hard as well um sure. I think that's more yeah. older generation males yeah. who mm-hmm. I suppose have a different mindset but yeah. I definitely think it is mm-hmm. changing and I think as the years yeah. go on we will be seeing massive differences I oh, yeah absolutely I hope so and mm. I think it's funny how it can go into all different jobs so I know even mm-hmm. myself let's say uh, surgery is typically regarded as a very male dominated field and it absolutely yeah. is you know the majority of surgeons are male and it's viewed as something quite difficult for females even to get into mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's wild isn't it how there can be certain jobs that are just associated with being male and that it's easier to get a position if you're male and it's seen as something you know well a man can do this because he doesn't have to worry about you know getting married being at home looking after kids which realistically you know it's his marriage his kids as well he Absolutely. should be 50 50 50 but I think yeah. it can be that few like you know women you know you're going to be on maternity leave if you know you choose mm. to have children and I think it's sad to see that there are careers that are seemed kind of more for a male population yeah I think if a woman is interested in any career she should go for it and there shouldn't be any limitations just because she wants a family you know Mm -hmm. family is so beautiful it continues the population it's how you pass on to the next generation absolutely and it's funny you said it about the surgeons because I was actually on TikTok the other day Mm -hmm. and this girl I can't for life remember her name but I'll try to find her Mm -hmm. she speaks about how she actually was into aesthetics first so she was a beautician Mm -hmm. then decided she wanted to go and do medicine and now she's a surgeon and she was speaking about how in her field Mm -hmm. she feels it is very male dominated and she nearly felt that when she became a surgeon because she's so interested in Mm -hmm. beauty and makeup and fashion she she brought that into the career with her thinking you know why would that make her any less better yeah. than I suppose males or other female I suppose mm-hmm. um, surgeons yeah. but she said that she actually felt like she had to like lesser her looks and her yeah. style and her makeup mm-hmm. because even patients were I suppose nearly questioning yeah. her abilities mm-hmm. and you know yeah. it's awful sees misconceptions it's you know misconception, I think there's yeah. a misconception sometimes that if you look a certain way or if mm-hmm. you are a certain gender that you're not as good as or as qualified at doing something that's absolutely not true like she obviously so went to college qualified became a surgeon she's as qualified she went for the same path exactly. as any other yeah. and you know, sometimes you know you could even be more qualified than yeah. um, a male doctor you know I think sometimes that can happen um in medicine that you know if there's a male doctor and a female doctor and the female doctor might be more qualified but especially maybe some older generations might see the male doctor and say oh I presume now he's he's yeah. the more senior doctor here and it can absolutely not be the case you yeah. know and it's just funny how there is those misconceptions but I think we're improving I think um, so. and I think you know as the younger generations I feel definitely are are quite good at having this kind of um 
better understanding, I think, mm-hmm. amongst equality of the sexes than the older generation, which I suppose the older generation grew up a lot more with that inequality. Yes. Um, and if that's something that's taught to you and that's what you've grown up with, it takes more time for you to change your understanding on 100%. something. 100%. And yeah. I think, like, you know, our children and our grandchildren and yeah. future generations, because mm-hmm. that's our thought process and yeah. that's what we're going to teach next generations that could only just keep getting better. I'm so excited because I, I think it's just going to improve so much because mm. we're starting at such a better point. Yes. And we're going to be able to pass on this knowledge, like you say, to our future generations. And I think, you yeah. know, it's onwards and upwards. A hundred percent. And I guess it doesn't, that doesn't even just limit it at, I suppose, the, this, I suppose, differentiation between the sexes, yeah. but even discrimination. And, yeah. you know, it just expands so much further Absolutely. than, you know, there's it's more just... more than just sex, you know, race, ageism, yeah. like there is so, like, between religions, there's so many different kind of aspects of people that can be discriminated against. Mm. Um, I think it's just becoming a more open yeah. and accepting mm. community. Yeah. And I suppose mm-hmm. not stereotyping people to be mm. all the same because yeah. that's just boring. It's like what you said earlier, you know, you're born as whoever you're born to be. Mm. And that's a chance. You know, Mm. I happen to be born as a white female. You know, I could have been born as someone completely different. And that was just, you know, Mm -hmm. chance. So I think why would you discriminate against someone you just happen to be who you are? 100%. Yeah. And that should be accepted across Mm -hmm. everywhere, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we spent a little bit from our historic lesson here. <laughs> Back to our history. Uh, so when we were researching as well, we were looking into different facts when different laws came in uh, in Ireland mm. that would affect women. Something else we found very interesting was contraception. Yes. So it was first legalised only on prescription now mm-hmm. in uh, 1979. Crazy. So I think that's wild. And on prescription. So your on doctor would have to prescribe you. Imagine that conversation. Yeah. As a woman in 1979, when sex was such a taboo subject, and yes, and the Catholic having, Church playing exactly. a big massive yeah. role in that as yeah. well, um, and your doctor being, you know, your local neighbor, most likely, you know, yeah. would have been a lot of GPs in smaller communities then, rather than the big kind of group practices we have now. Very and true. I just feel I think that would have been a really very daunting conversation for a woman at that time. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. And probably even not I know it's been accepted yeah. then in terms of law and statutory mm-hmm. documents. Yeah. But probably not even the society probably didn't accept oh, it absolutely. until much later, Things I would imagine. From behind, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because wasn't it nineteen eighty five then that they um accepted the sale of condoms without prescription? Yeah. So you could readily purchase that. Mm-hmm. Um but Which that's is so late. It's so so, so late. late. You know, that is not that long ago. It's actually not. Yeah, it's like wild. even if you think of yeah. like our parents' times, yeah. like, you know, they would have seen that happen. Absolutely. Which that's is crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. I just can't believe that it is so recent. And yeah. it's funny how you wouldn't realise that because, you know, we're both born after that, you know, mm. so we wouldn't have known like a life prior to that. And no. it's just wild how those things can take so much time to come into, so much into time. the law and to be able to do something like that's such mm. a basic thing that pe- people should be able to do. Absolutely. Um, and you know, family taking, planning, like it's just something you should have your own control so and choice over. It, it definitely mm. is. And I think it's like that. It's as much as it is, you know, every woman has a right mm. to decide, you know, yeah. what she wants with her body. Yeah. And I suppose that again links in with our coach, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> Even, like you were saying, it takes so long. Like, 2019 mm. is yeah. when the abortion law came into force in Ireland that yeah. it was legalised, which 
which is crazy to yeah. think that women before that would have been illegally yeah. and going to a different countries such as yeah. the UK mm-hmm. to get their abortions yeah. and I suppose that imagine being that mm-hmm. woman feeling like you have to leave your country to yeah. illegally go and get an abortion mm-hmm. and I suppose potentially be prosecuted if you are caught yeah like it's wild and crazy when you think about it imagine so abortions illegal and then also weren't allowed to buy contraception yeah. or even have contraception you know before it was allowed on prescription so that meant you know you really you had no, no control over your family planning at all yeah. and i don't think yeah. any education school in regards to cycles and natural fertility and you know yeah, yeah natural methods mm-hmm. you know i don't think that was a yeah. thing so it's it's wild how things mm. can you know so at least we have made big improvements and big strides in, big. in that part you know family planning i think people do have a lot more control over that which, mm-hmm. which is great you know that we have that um so that is a big improvement for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think it's like much mm-hmm. more accepted even by, I suppose, the male population as well. You know, yeah. they kind of embrace that as well. And Which is good. It's amazing to see. It is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And like women's rights in general yeah. with their bodies and mm-hmm. consent has become a big thing yeah. in the recent years, yeah. which is so, so important. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think that the younger male generation, I suppose, understanding that and like yeah. parents teaching that to their children, mm-hmm. it being taught in schools, yeah. that's what's making a bigger move as well mm-hmm. um, in regards to, I suppose, respect of women yeah. as well, which is which a big, is massive thing. So important, absolutely, yeah. Mm. But I, I do think it is improving, which is good. I think we're making, like, taking steps in the right direction. Definitely. Which is great to see, you know, mm. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's to do with our contraception. Mm-hmm. Um, on a completely different route, we we're also discussing about Grammy nominations. Yes. So this was something I was shocked at. Shocked. Yeah. So the University of Southern California mm-hmm. carried out a study between the year of 2012 and 2017. Mm-hmm. So these results were released in 2018. And what did they show up, Anna? 90% of Grammy nominees were male crazy 90 over 90 actually over 90 yeah. yeah over 90 percent which is wild that just blows my mind yeah you know in that period of time to yeah. have that many male nominees like less than 10 percent of a female crazy. representation at the nominees yeah no. and not Grammys only that it's just in general in the music industry mm. which i know there's been a lot of i suppose backlash in the music yeah. industry the last couple of years mm-hmm. and i feel like people have been speaking out especially female artists um, but in that study as well, they also looked at the 600 most popular songs at mm-hmm. that time. Of those 600 songs, only 12%, just over 12% were shown to be female songwriters. Which is wild, you know, like so male dominated. What? what another field, you know, that yeah. it is so male dominated. And you don't realise because no, there's so many female artists yeah. and I suppose a lot of my favourite songs yeah. are female yeah literally so like it never dawned <laughs> yeah. or occurred but like no. that it's, it was a lack of awareness I suppose exactly. that I Absolutely. didn't never look into that topic yeah and mm. that's what it is it's not until you research or look into these that you really see the vast inequality that's there mm. um, and like you were saying earlier it's not until you realise it that you can actually try and speak about it and help to make changes towards there being Definitely. you know a more equal representation which Definitely. is so important yeah. to know it's wild you know, I know how it can be so different crazy and yeah. even like the pay I suppose mm-hmm. in the the yeah. fields that's also I suppose it's mm-hmm. always been a yeah. big factor mm-hmm. um now look it's still a big yeah. issue I Absolutely. think personally yeah. mm-hmm. um you know female and males doing the same job with the same qualification 
I believe should be paid equal. Absolutely. Um, but that's still not, not the, the case. case. No, yeah. it's wild. Um, and even the amount of men that are employed. So there's more mm. males employed. We were looking up and it's there's ten percent mm-hmm. more males employed in the EU than females. Yeah. You know, um, and that's um for managerial roles, twenty three percent. There's twenty three percent less pay for manager roles uh, in women rather than men. Crazy. So, like twenty three percent less. Like it's wild, isn't it? It actually is though. Yeah. Like that's a huge gap massive gap mm. massive gap and I think it's like again like there's so many factors I think that play into that yeah. and it's just breaking those little mm-hmm. barriers down yeah. and I think like even women I think you know sometimes people get a job and like you know it says whatever you could be the mm-hmm. salary could be 45k let's just pretend let's put yeah. a figure on it males are actually better at negotiating better salaries they yeah. will actually ask for more yeah. whereas sometimes women won't they yeah. will just accept that so i think it's really important mm-hmm. to uh, also on tiktok yeah. <laughs> i've seen a lot of yeah. people talking about the transparency of their wages yeah. so i suppose you get a better idea of what the market mm-hmm. is paying for yeah. that specific role mm-hmm. and you know where you sit yeah. along that line you know then to say well the market price mm-hmm. Uh, you know that employers are paying is x amount yeah. i would be looking at earning more along the lines of x y and z mm-hmm. and until you have that conversation with your employer mm-hmm. you're not i suppose you're not going to break those barriers no. because if you're accepting yeah. it you, you know for yourself yeah definitely you don't ask you don't get exactly yeah, yeah. it's not until you ask mm. and have that discussion you know and if they say no mm. and you know you still want this job and you're happy to start this and you know i think that they probably will come back with a compromise so like Definitely. let's say if they're not willing to agree to that you can discuss well if i work in this role for x amount of time having career progression mm-hmm. so i think it is easier for males to have career progression as well which i think does lead to the kind of pay gaps that yeah. they kind of can progress easier or that they kind of become managers or get these higher up roles quicker or easier than women so you know even mm. if you don't get that x amount but if you have a plan and you have an agreement on your progression in the career you've stood up for yourself you've got mm. more for yourself than what you would have had if you for just sure. accepted that baseline and didn't have that discussion and it's a hard discussion but i think it they'll have respect for you for having that mm-hmm. and for standing up for yourself yeah and that mm-hmm. just shows you're confident in yourself yeah. and your abilities mm-hmm. and i think that that screams you know that you yeah, are ready for this role Absolutely. and any challenge that you face you can actually tackle as well because Absolutely. if you're willing to speak about that kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of like a taboo thing here you know people don't yeah. really share no. what they earn and yeah. i suppose even recently i was speaking to a friend of mine and we we're saying how you know some people literally will not even speak to their colleagues who are in the same role and yeah. they could be earning 5 10k mm-hmm. more which yeah. is a massive massive difference you Huge. know for doing the yeah. same job mm-hmm. so if you're not speaking to your colleagues about it you don't know where that baseline is even in your own company yeah so it mm. is so important to kind of remove that to be and to have those conversations definitely because you could benefit hugely you know have a conversation and then you can go up to your, so. your higher ups and say how come i'm in the same role and i'm getting paid so much less mm-hmm. you know? exactly mm-hmm. so i think it's like being more open about that as well that yeah. is gonna that's gonna help get that kind of change and that mm-hmm. movement shift of you know not mm-hmm. just accepting what the you know job adverse or what they're offering you you know yeah, exactly exactly because you know i think it's it's wild that there are such differences and it's unfortunate that it is women that are in this lower gap mm-hmm. you know but i think that women are so good at striving 
for our improvement and advocating for ourselves and mm-hmm. you know all you need to do is look back through history and you can see all the amazing things that that women have done and I actually remember when I was in London I uh, visited um they had an old theatre there, so one of the first theatres, and oh, I just went to, to visit it. It was near the hotel I was staying at. Amazing. Um, and it was very interesting to see. Uh, but they had on the wall stories of different individuals. Um, and I was reading this story about Dr. James Barry, who was absolutely amazing, the work that he'd done, and he'd mm-hmm. performed the first successful C-section that both wow. the mother and the baby survived. And wow. they talked about all the amazing things that he'd done. And then to finish it off the end, they said that Dr. James Barry was in fact Dr. Mary Ann. Yes, <gasps> she, she was a woman um, and she was the wow. first female British doctor, but obviously they hadn't known. Um, uh, this was back in 1826 that she qualified um, and it wasn't until after she died that they realised that she, uh, that he was actually a female. So she changed her gender, dressed as a man, wow. so that she could attend college and become a doctor. Um, and it wasn't until after she died that they realised. And uh, they actually Crazy. covered up the fact that she was female for a hundred years. Um, I suppose because they were embarrassed yeah. that she'd managed to and it would go be to very it. controversial exactly. as well. Yeah, but time. imagine all the that you should have seen the yeah. amount of successful things and innovations that she'd done in medicine and. Oh, I just was shocked because they'd left us the yeah. end of the story, but I was so incredibly proud of her and I think her, her uncle had helped her to attend college and was helping her and uh, get get to that point because obviously it would have been incredibly tough, you know, to 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 get into college yeah. and pretending that she was a man to, to do that. But it's crazy that women have to because I've heard yeah. a few of those kind of stories, mm-hmm. even I can't remember this writer's name, mm-hmm. but she actually had to pretend to be a male mm-hmm. and dress like males, she used to go to like male clubs and mm-hmm. be in with the males to I suppose get into that kind of world yep. and that job role mm-hmm. which is like just crazy yeah it's but wild. even on the education event like yeah. even when we're looking it up like yeah. trinity college first accepted women uh to study there in 1904 which is that so just... recent only just over 100 years ago honestly which is wild yeah and they were one of the last colleges they were as well actually. yeah because ucc was uh, 1886 that's mm-hmm. a good few years before, you know? It is, it um, is. It's wild, though, you know, to think that women yeah. couldn't attend universities. You know, how are women to progress and, yeah. you know, to get these better careers and to get these better paying mm. jobs if we weren't allowed to educate ourselves? That's exactly you know, it. And wild. I suppose, like, I think, like, even from mm-hmm. that, women are still chasing, you know, we're still yeah, catching no, up from that, that, you know? Absolutely, which, mm. of course, it's to be expected. And we were also looking up, actually, that... Uh, so years ago when women got married uh, you had to give up your, your job so you yeah. weren't allowed to work in a public sector job once you got married as a woman Crazy. Um, and even more so if your husband died and if you were a widow with children you were still regarded as married so couldn't work in that public sector job so how were you to support yourself you know that was just obviously yeah. going to lead to poverty of course if you're a widowed woman with yeah. children how are you to support yourself? You know, it, it's wild how that was accepted. Absolutely. My brain can't even comprehend no. it now. Yeah. Do you know that it, kind it of way? I just, it's shocking. Like, unbelievable yeah. that it could be accepted. That that was norm. Yeah. You know, and people mm-hmm. accepted that. Like you said, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So at least we've so made those improvements. We have yeah. gone far, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think hearing those statistics are yeah. quite shocking, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it does make you realise that we are in such 
better position right mm-hmm. now to yeah. what we were even 100 years ago as they say Absolutely. and imagine what the next 100 years mm-hmm. are going to bring for women so yeah, it's, it's yeah. really exciting times actually it's great. yeah it's mad thinking 100 years people will be sitting down speaking about some of the yeah. things we're accepting now saying that's wild <laughs> that they accepted that <laughs> yeah no it's so it's true great. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so true mm-hmm but yeah, so that's kind of a little history lesson. I don't think we missed out anything, did we? I think so, that was the yeah. majority of things you were going to speak about. Yeah, so, definitely. No, it is so nice to see how we've improved. And as you say, we still mm-hmm. have uh, a lot to go. And, you know, I think we could stop, talk all day yeah, we could. about, you know, women and the importance yeah. of empowering women and the inequality that is there. Um, but I think we have covered a lot of topics there. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of leads into our plan of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want, you know, it's all about women supporting women yeah. and empowering other women in our lives. Mm-hmm. So our plan for this week is to spend some quality time with the women in your life. So yeah. be it your mom, your friend, your sister, just spend some time together, mm-hmm. have fun together, build each other up. Yeah. You know, having a nice time. <laughs> Literally, you know, go yeah. for a coffee, you know, maybe yeah. you can get your mom or your sister some female um role model in your life, flowers mm. or just something to yeah. I suppose show them the appreciation because I know exactly. without my mom I wouldn't mm. be the person I am today and she's definitely my so biggest true. role model. Yeah. Um I think it's just mm. amazing to yeah appreciate them because mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of get on with the day-to-day life For and sure. not really yeah. show gratitude and appreciation how mm-hmm. much they mean to you absolutely yeah so i think this is a lovely time yeah. of the week yeah appreciating women in your life so important definitely <laughs> definitely and myself and ivana appreciated each other for <laughs> this week's uh our review of the week mm-hmm. we had a lovely little stay we in riverly yeah so we stayed in riverly in cork um so it was gorgeous you stayed mm-hmm. there uh, for a saturday night um, I was actually down in Cork and I came with me uh, belatedly celebrating yeah. my graduation. <laughs> so my graduation was cancelled back in 2020. But uh, three years later, we, we, did it. <laughs> we celebrated. Celebrated never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> celebrating women's achievements, which yes. is great. Yeah. yeah. It was such um, a lovely weekend. No, it was, and it was, it was so lovely for you to mark a day because like yeah. that, you graduated during mm-hmm. COVID. You didn't yeah. get to have that experience in your mm-hmm. gown and, you yeah. know, back on the college campus. So it was just yeah, lovely. No, it was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And the river really was beautiful as well. I'd actually never stayed there. I lived in Cork for six six years mm-hmm. um but you know i think when you're leaving somewhere you don't really typically tend to stay in the hotels there obviously. so true um but no it was really beautiful lovely views actually stunning views yeah, on the top was floor fabulous. so yeah. it was gorgeous views really really mm-hmm. nice location 10 10 so location handy. so yeah, good just walked into yeah. town for dinner or for drinks you know so it was mm-hmm. ideal location yeah. Um, which was great just a stunning hotel overall yeah. they had like a little lovely like um workspace yeah. where you could just go into your work a little work hub mm-hmm. i was like wow this is yeah. amazing and i love to really, come out every day really nice yeah. so nice mm-hmm. with great views out as well yeah. i could just see myself with a cup of coffee on the laptop doing a few bits there and i was right beside yeah. the gym actually so you could yeah. work and then pop over to the leisure center we were work productive out. we went yeah. to the gym we as well to the gym. Yeah. so you'll see all that in our little yeah. review video but the gym was very nice it as was, well yeah. For a hotel gym, so impressed. Mm -hmm. Really good. Yeah, I think because I think members of the public can also use it as just a leisure center. Yeah. So I think because of that, they had more equipment than Mm. what you'd usually expect for a hotel gym, which is amazing. They had a pool as well. We didn't go to the pool, but they did have a pool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like that, the room was great. You know, Mm -hmm. they had an espresso machine, and actually, when we came back later in the evening, they had. 
water bottles aside her bed and also had two cups yeah. of hot chocolate left out. It was like a nighttime yeah. service. So we had gone out that evening to have a little celebratory drinks and dinner. Yeah. Um, of course, our room was not in the tidiest of conditions, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> to get ready for going out. Yeah, of course, priorities. <laughs> yeah. They had like tidied, got every, rid of everything on the bed, mm-hmm. bottles of water, I've just never seen the likes. Yeah, it was Refreshed great. Yeah. all our um, toiletries, Towels which were, yeah. by the way, the white company. So, so nice. yeah, really, it was really nice toiletries in the room. Yeah, so it was mm. stunning, and like that, the view was just really incredible from that room. Like it was yeah. great. We were on the top floor, so we had a, a quite a nice view. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Bed really comfortable. We yeah. got a really good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Blackout curtains, of course. Yeah, just stunning. Yeah, really nice. Mm. Then breakfast. This is where we yeah. go a little bit downhill. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie. Yeah, Yana and I are fussy breakfast eaters. You know, we have high expectations. Yeah, we love for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, we, we love every meal actually. Yeah. <laughs> breakfast especially. Yeah, and we yeah. were very excited. Um, very. Because the menu, they have a lot of choice in the mm-hmm. menu. Um. Now, okay. Starting positive, the yeah. continental breakfast very Lovely. nice. Really good mm-hmm. options. They had croissants. They had cheese actually i don't like cheese cheese board they had lots of juices yogurts fruits yes fabulous granola. i mean there was like yeah. mimosas you could have like yeah. it was just really nice honey on lovely. the home and all yeah. so that was really cool but you could also order from their kind of set menu yeah i ordered the full irish breakfast and you ordered the, the pancakes. pancakes and we went in with the intention that we go half and half yeah so as usual we like sharing <laughs> sharing's caring yeah <laughs> um we had really high hopes I and mean, yeah. this menu looked lovely it the was... menu was they had a lot on the menu so even yeah for the pancakes they said that it was going to come i think was it with nuts and there was going to be different toppings yeah. on your pancakes and then there was one of the pancakes, Nothing. one of the toppings on the pancakes when yeah. they came out. And they were dry and not mm, nice. Yeah. And, and there wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of my Irish breakfast now either. Now, mm. I, I can be fussy at my Irish breakfast, Same. you know, but I, I don't really think I ate anything on the Irish no. breakfast. I mean, for the standard I was expecting, yeah. it's just the mm. toast was cold. Yeah. I didn't feel like the mm. egg was cooked very well. Maybe we should yeah. have specified, but yeah, still. Mm. And the pancakes were dry. The pancakes was my biggest disappointment, yeah. just because the toppings weren't on it. You know, if something isn't cooked how you like it, look, that's not how you like it. Yeah. But if there's toppings specified on the menu and then they're not on the pancakes, that was disappointing. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, and just in contrast to the Continental, which was so nice, oh, and yeah, the hotel so itself nice. is beautiful, I mm. just had higher expectations. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, so with that in mind, what do you rate? out of five hmm I am going to give it I'd give it a four okay because I think location is amazing mm-hmm. the room was stunning they have brilliant gym and look if I had to go out and get breakfast and there's so many amazing places in Cork for breakfast and mm-hmm. amazing food places I'd just do that and I'd prefer to be in a good location in town then outside of town having to get taxis with a nice breakfast. I actually have yeah. to agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. in terms of st- the stay, yeah. it was lovely. I think the only thing I let it down is actually breakfast. Yeah. I have no negative comments to make about anything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you just have breakfast there, hopefully you'll be in more luck yeah. or just go and get breakfast somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I think four out of five is like yeah. a really fair review. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, no, because it is mm-hmm. lovely. We are, we also had drinks actually downstairs. We did. We had a really nice terrace um, there um, and mm-hmm. I've actually eaten out in the terrace uh, for 
food and lunch and it, the food there, there is actually gorgeous mm. um, separate from the breakfast I've been there on other occasions when I was living in Cork yeah. um, and it's really pretty for drinks it is um, it was lovely so they yeah. lovely chins mm. so yeah I think four to five is like a good little yeah, a good rate yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> um, so that's our review of the week yeah. and join us next week for next week's episode love you. bye <laughs>